They gon' tell you I went. They gon' tell you I went. They gon' tell you I went. Pop star. Pop star. They gon' tell you. Huh? They probably tell you I went pop. Huh? Until a nigga play with me and he get pop. Yeah. I'm on from row with BT without my Glock. Huh? I'm ready to beat a nigga up like I'm the rock. Let's go. It's ready to sweep a nigga up because he hot. Huh? It is the Past Air Prime Podcast in the building, holding it down. Just a two-man skeleton crew. Rest of the squad took the day off. But per usual, me and Combs going, you know, we're going to chop it up, hold it down, take you around the sports world. We got some baseball playoffs uh, just started, so we're going to get into that. Uh, we're going to talk some LaMelo ball. We got some enough football topics to touch on and, of course, the pick six and our PTP segments. So, Combs, brother, let's jump right into it, sir. Actually, first of all, how you doing, man? What's up? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I can't complain at all. You know, I'm chilling. Uh, I don't want to jump right into it, but the Yankees looking great last night. I mean, I'm swinging. I mean, let's jump right into it. The, the boys AL- is out. Stadium was rocking. It was rocking. I was, I was, I was actually you know? out in the Bronx watching this is, that game. This is the one team. Us New Yorkers, I think, have all come to agree that all right, we can depend on the Yankees to give us meaningful True. sports games every single year because this is what they do. They this definitely keep they New York relevant when it comes to sports because everybody know, else stinks. That is a fact. <laughs> and I just think, yeah, and it's been a longevity of stinking for a lot of teams in this, in this city right now. You know, Damn shame. So the Yankees definitely put some respect on New York, keep us in the limelight. And uh, showing like last night, whooping up on Minnesota. ALDS game one, beat them uh, ten to four. Yes, they did. Um, and you know, in this new era of baseball, uh, James Paxton he gave us four innings, nine strikeouts, three homers gave up. But uh, <laughs> I'll take it because the Yankees, you know, they're gonna mash and bash the way they was last night. DJ Lemayhew, four RBIs. Glaber Torres, another two. Um, the Yankees. It's looking like a crash course between the Yankees and Astros right now. That's what that's what the that's what the, the gods are saying for a third year straight, I believe. For the ALCS. For the ALCS. Okay. It'll be Yankees Astros. And you know, because Astros also beat up on uh, Tampa Bay yesterday, six two. Right. That was an early game, but um, yeah, the Yankees look great for the people that found the game. I was kind of confused why it was on MLB. T- the MLB Network in general, why <laughs> is not on like a uh, Channel 5, Five Fox yeah. or WPIX of Channel 11, um, something. That, yeah, that, uh, that, that was a little confusing. That was yeah. a little, I'm, I'm happy I was in the bar, so I didn't really have to deal with that. But exactly, you. I yeah, was. I, uh, I heard. I heard it was a little frustrating for you know if you were in the crib trying to find that on TV. Yeah, especially if you don't have the MLB Network. Not everyone probably even knew there was an MLB Network. You know, it isn't, it isn't the most <laughs> popular yeah. sport in the world. You know, in yeah. baseball. I'm sure not everyone was even aware that the MLB Network was a thing. So, um, especially for Yankees fans, uh, the biggest market in baseball and the biggest fan base in baseball, you would think they would make it very accessible to people. But, you know, that's baseball. Two steps behind everyone else. Typical. <laughs> but uh, taking you through uh, the rest of the games that happened yesterday, uh, like you said, Tampa Bay beat uh, Houston 6-2. to two. Houston Same- beat Tampa Bay. I'm sorry, Houston. Yeah, I'm sorry. Houston beat Tampa Bay 6-2. to two. Uh, Atlanta beat St. Louis three zip, yep. and the Nationals beat LA four to two. So, uh, yeah, that's uh what happened throughout the rest of yeah. You know, it's just weird baseball. how baseball sh- 
when they choose to put these games on TV or how they made their schedule. Um, yeah, they, they, they don't they don't keep the the viewer in in mind. Yeah, when they, between when they TNT, if you look at the Super Bowl on what channel on either Fox or CBS. Yeah, and the NBA playoffs are always on ABC, and baseball is on like. TNT somewhere. Like, why are we doing why are we doing, at, somewhere. At, at like TNT five o'clock somewhere. At five in the afternoon. Like, what's going on there? <laughs> Monday night, the Yankees play Minnesota. It's an 8 40 start time. Who's watching that shit? <laughs> like, between Monday night football, uh, WD, Monday night raw, like, baseball. Come on, man. You got to get together. And then, of course, Sunday's games. No one's watching any Sunday baseball. It's quiet for Sunday baseball. It's almost quiet for Saturday baseball. The Yankees wasn't playing. I'm sure most people watch college football over baseball players. True, and that game the the Yankees do uh, that game too is today at five o'clock. Yeah, five o'clock. Uh, Tampa Bay also plays at nine uh, versus Houston at Houston. Uh, that, that series is also one zero. So uh, yeah, the baseball is definitely on today. So at least they found their little market, their little yeah, uh, they found a little pocket today. At least they found a little pocket today. But I think in the future, baseball needs to reshape how they do their playoffs and schedule and everything because it would make sense for baseball to use September while, you know, football is still just getting going. Basketball hasn't started yet. It would behoove baseball to use September more than October because now football's in the groove. Full swing, yeah. Full swing, yeah. in the groove. Um, Basketball NBA starts back. right around the corner. You see media days last week. And baseball is like, eh. All right, they fight. I mean, they get baseball. I will say it does get more exciting when you get to the ALCS, of NLCS, course, and then course. when you get to the World Series. And they can always utilize Friday night. They always true. Do, Friday yeah. night always yeah. be big. Always big for baseball. Thursday nights, Friday nights, the weekday nights, always big. But uh, it's just it's just other ways they should be able to market their sport, which would make it better for everyone. Even every game on ESPN, fuck it. <laughs> like it's better than MLB MLB Network, like. Everyone knows they have ESPN. Like, all right, when you found out last night the game on MLB Network, you're looking around the channel. If you're a, you're googling a like what, what Yankees fan. Let's be honest, baseball fans are old, so it's not like all these baseball fans, older baseball fans, all have the MLB Network or are even checking for other MLB teams. They just want to watch the Yankees. That's it. Like we don't have time to casual fan, right? Yeah, if we're a casual fan. You know, all right, I have the S Network. I'm gonna make sure I have the S Network to watch the Yankees. I know they come on Channel 11 on the weekends, or whatever, but. For for the playoffs, you assume every game will be on either five, or or or, or at least or at least TNT. That, that's the biggest stretch, I guess TNT. Right. But you assume every game would be accessible, especially Yankee games, like the biggest market you got. Uh, talk to me about uh, just let's do a little foreshadowing, a little projecting. Uh, who are your World Series favorites? I mean, we've seen just a little bit of some MLB playoffs. I mean, there's not really much to go off of. So, you know, I guess you're taking most of your projections from the 162-game season. So, if you had to go based off of that and the one and, you know, two games that you've seen a couple of these playoff teams play, who, who, would, you, who would you say is uh, in the lead to uh, get to that World Series? From the Atlanta, well, though. The, the AL is only two teams, either Houston or Yankees. Okay. Um, you know, I want my Yankees one, of course, but... Right now, I would give Houston the edge. And why is that? Is that because of pitching? Starting okay. Pitching. Okay. With Verlander and Garrett Cole, if the Yankees can't string together hits and put together solid at bats against these guys, then it will be a, they will lose the first two in Houston, and it will be a tough 
four games to they, fight they back. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you still got to bring, and they can bring back both of them. You're going to face Verlander at least three times, Cole probably twice. And maybe out the bullpen another time, Cole. So that's really why it's, I would give the Houston the favorites because I don't love Paxson, Big Maple. Um, Tanaka, I know Tanaka's going to show up. He's pitching tonight, Tanaka, but he's still Houston can hit Altuve, Correa. They got, they got some solid bats over there. And, and with Verlander and Garrett Cole leading the way, it gets me a little nervous. That's the only thing. The National League, I don't know who's going to win that National League. <laughs> it's a barn burner. Both series are 1-1. Right. And honestly, talent-wise, the Dodgers have the most talent. Okay. But the Dodgers seem to revert back to different ways in the playoffs. It's like they forget their uh, identity. Mm. And they forget that they're that talented in the playoffs, it seems like. So, Atlanta looks good. Washington got a, maybe the best pitchers. Oh, the best two pitchers. Very, between very Scherzer formidable. and uh, Strasburg. Strasburg. Um, hmm. No love for St. Louis? They're a, Are they a dark horse team. Okay. Dark horse, but... I don't, I don't, I don't think they'll they'll pan out. They'll pan out. They but they always do hang around and play and fight. They play on Atlanta. They always do hang around and if they beat Atlanta. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Atlanta's a okay. really young team, really good team, but they're really young. Acuna uh, is like twenty two, I think. Ozzy Albie's like twenty two also. So uh, I think the winner of the Dodgers Nationals goes. To, you know what? I'm gonna go Nationals. I think they're just riding some kind I of represent the NL. Okay. The the first year without Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. I think they're just riding some magical wave right now. For and they're going to even be in the playoffs. Right. They're riding a the wave, and I don't know if they're going to beat the Dodgers. More so, Dodgers might beat themselves. But uh, I have the Nationals versus. Right now, I'll be I would say the, the favorites are the Nationals versus the uh, the versus the Houston Astros in my book. All right. Yeah. Combs, let's turn it over to us uh, some basketball and not necessarily the NBA, but uh, an NBA prospect in LaMelo Ball. Uh, there you've seen the recent reports, Bleach Report and other news sources reported him possibly becoming the number one pick. Uh, there's been talks, there's been rumors, mumblings, rumblings about him potentially becoming a number one pick in the 2020-2021 draft. Uh, he's played overseas in Australia, if I'm not mistaken. Um and he, what is he, a six, he's a 6'7 point guard. He's a playmaker. Uh, he's been mentioned with names like Cole Anthony and uh, other prospects who have been spoken about and in terms of being, uh, you know, in the top, a part of that draft class. But uh, how are you feeling about these reports? What, what is your, what's your consensus on LaMelo and becoming the number one pick? Is that, is that smart for teams to, uh, to possibly draft him at number one? Is it, is it a risk in any sense? And we've seen teams... Uh, report some interest, the Blazers, the Pelicans, uh, the Nets, the Raptors. They reached out to him to try to learn about his background a little bit. So, you know, and then when I say reaching out, they reached out to old schools, his old prep school in Ohio, uh, where he uh, was at before he went to Australia. And, um, you know, like I said, he's mentioned with other names. I'm looking at uh, Memphis freshman uh, James Wiseman. Anthony Edwards, and like I said, Cole Anthony. So those are the names that he's with. So how are we feeling about LaMelo? This will be – I think this year is 
more anticipated than a lot of years, I think. Because these kids, exactly these kids precisely, Cole Anthony's, the R.J. Hamptons, the Anthony Edwards, Nico Mannions, LaMelo, these are a lot of those like AAU, mm-hmm. House of Highlights, Instagram, Slam Magazine highlights. You're starting to see a lot of the, the wave of those kids now. Because you really look at Zion, Zion was, you knew he was a, was a legit NBA prospect, Zion. Yeah. Same thing with RJ, uh, Ben Simmons, a lot of the other players that you knew already were going to be really good at the next level. But you look at these kids right now, and these are a lot of quizzes that were questionable, I think, because you see them on all different teams. They go to all different camps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're on all different highlight shows. and But you don't see them playing real basketball a lot. Per se, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you see them all doing all the crazy moves, scoring crazy points. It's really like they're playing for the highlight tape. It's yeah, like not and even it's really just ball. up and down, up and down ball. Yeah. And I think this year, more than anything, is a year that – that people have eyes on these young freshmen because we've we've seen. I feel like I watch these kids for like the last. I've seen, I think I've seen Cole Anthony go from pretty much the whole eighth grade to high school, pretty much now now to UNC just from Instagram and right. playing high school and Die Magazine, or whatever. Like anything like that shows the high school ball game. Like so, but speaking of Lamelo, at six six one sixty five, might be six seven six eight by the time he yeah. actually gets to the combine in Chicago. If he comes in at six seven, let's say he goes six seven, buck eighty at the combine. I think that's instantly top five. Yeah, depending on I think what. That's, I think that's instantly top three. Depending on what other players look like, um, I think you look at James Wiseman at seven feet tall, a big man that can run, move, mm-hmm. jump. You look at DeAndre Ayton. I think teams just have a hard time turning that down. Number one, yeah, that, no matter that, who gets number one pick, that's a couple of positions. Like, you're looking to get like the next Shaq, like exactly. or something like that. You look at, so. I think even in Phoenix, you look at DeAndre Ayton, or you look at say Luka Doncic or or Marvin Bagley who went too. I think mm-hmm. you have to go Ayton. I think because at seven foot he can shoot, dunk, rebound. He can do so much to affect the game. Yeah. Even though everyone, even though Doncic and Bagley are just Trey Young, skilled, are like, more skilled players, mm-hmm. but Wiseman at seven feet tall, just having down the court. And the new and he's a new one of these new seven footers. He ain't an old seven footer. <laughs> lugging, slowing down the pace. He's one of these new young seven footers that's running. He got handle, yeah. dribble. He got a little mid range jump shot game. Um, he's more of a Chris Bosh. I feel like just like a bigger version of Chris Bosh. Okay. But uh, I think he'll be the number one pick if Memphis looks talented or whatever. And Memphis goes pretty deep in the tournament or whatever. Or even if Memphis just has enough highlight games on TV, and he can show his talent enough, Wiseman, I think he'll easily be number one pick, the same way Aiden was. Um, and if you really look at, between Cole Anthony, Anthony Edwards, LaMelo, um, is, even, is LaMelo the best out of those three? You think? I think it's more preference. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If you want the true, so say you're, that's the thing about the top teams at the top of the draft. You're never going to know who the worst teams are going to be. Say Phoenix is terrible again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, which, which is projected. So with they they will obviously they're not going to take another big man like Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it will and and it makes sense they don't need another scoring guard like Cole Anthony because they have Devin Booker. So you're right, Lamelo Ball LaMelo would make perfect football, sense yeah. for Phoenix at number one if they got the number one pick again because they need someone that can dribble, penetrate, set up a set up Booker, set up Booker. Um, they have other shooters on the team, like uh, Ubre can shoot still. Um, 
But just feeding Aiton and Booker, they need someone that can do that and facilitate the ball for them. So, but you look at someone like Cleveland, if Cleveland gets the number one pick, and they're taking best talent available, uh, they're probably, I can see them either going Edwards, a true dominant shooting guard scorer, and moving on probably from Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. Since they had that experiment, you know what? This, they have uh, Darius, what's the, Darius what's Garland. Darius Garland, yeah, yeah they drafted yeah. Garland last year. I already said last year when they drafted him, that's already going to be a. Uh, that's going to hamper sex. So whoever's yeah. going to win that battle is going to be the starting yeah, point guard of the yeah. future or whatever, and then the other one's going to leave pretty much. So it makes sense to bring in a bigger scoring version of Sexton. That's going to be the. If, if we all think Bay's, uh, Darius Garland's going to be the guy, then it would make sense to move on from Sexton, bring in a bigger scoring guard. Anthony Edwards gets buckets, 6 5 to 15. Um, some people say Dwayne Wade ish. He looks very I similar. He looks very similar yeah. to Dwayne Wade. I'm not gonna lie, he looks very similar to Dwayne Wade. Maybe a better shooter. Um, I think D Wade maybe a little more stockier than him, probably. But D Wade stayed two years in college, so true. But yeah, Melo has a good chance to go number one if Phoenix does end up with the number one pick. And need, if someone's looking for a true point guard, then yeah, Phoenix has a good chance, and Melo will have a good chance to go number one. All right, boss man. Let's I do want to see the white boy Nico in Arizona. <laughs> True. Yeah, he, he is one of yeah, he's, 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 he's he is one person sneaky. I circle. I need to get He's definitely like, sneaky because the way he be cooking in all his videos and yeah, see, that's all the highlights. Videos, he man. be cooking. I try not to watch them because like he you know they're not cooking. real, but he like, yeah, now nah, he do he do be serving he be it up. cooking. He be, like, like, be dunking and shit. So like he's someone I need to see in Arizona. Like how good is this kid? Because you're right. He really is just talented. Weird as he like a small Luka Doncic shooting through. Duncan in the lane and shit, then yeah. I think he'll be number one pick if he's the truth. I, but I got to see Ooh, it. Number one. Delicious. I got to see it. Spicy talk. His shot is money. <laughs> Him and Kawhi, they, this, he, he can shoot. He can shoot, <laughs> shoot. It's good. All right, boss. Let's, uh, let's go over to some football, man. And we're going to start off like we do customarily with our pick six. And we're going to start with game one, the Packers at the Cowboys. Cowboys, three and a half favorites. Three and a half point favorites. I'm sorry. With no Devontae Adams, Cowboys coming up a game where they just got beat up <laughs> by the Saints. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is what? 2-0, and I think, in Jerry's world. I think they said 3-0 and maybe so, yeah. in Jerry's world. No Devontae. It's going to be a tough one. I got the Cowboys bouncing back, winning this one uh, 28-17. Aaron Rodgers still got some magic. Aaron Jones is still there, but... I think their offense is going to struggle. Green Bay. Uh, I like Valdez Scantling. Yeah, um, he'll he'll do his thing. Geronimo, Jimmy. I just don't know if they'll be able to score enough to keep up with the Cowboys. You know, the Packers defense has been very good. Besides yeah, the game, they, they, besides yeah, the Eagles very, game, very solid. Besides the Eagles game, yeah. and Carson Wentz is playing out of his mind right now. Um, the Cowboys. I don't think. I just don't think uh, the Packers offense can generate enough to keep up with the Cowboys. I got the Cowboys 24-17, I'll say, covering the spread. 24-17. Mm-hmm. Cool spread thing, cover. sir. Yeah, it's going to be a solid game. Two good defenses. Two uh, Cowboys want to run the ball, get physical. I think they're going to be charged up. It's a prime time game in the week. They're by themselves. Yeah, 4 o'clock game. Um, they're going to be charged up in Jerry's world. I think the Cowboys get physical. I think Zeke breaks loose for a couple. Um. But yeah, it's, it's one of those games where you look at Dak Prescott like, all right, Dak, let me see what you yeah, got. No, yeah, it's definitely time. Let me see it. You see we, Russell we on Thursday. Just, that's $40 million right there. Yeah. That's $40 million. That's, that's what $40 million look like. You, you want $40 million? Go, do, go show me Russell Wilson. So, 
I, it's one of those games. Look at Dak. Like, all right, Dak, you struggle versus, you struggle versus Saints. Let me see what you got versus Packers, D, with the Smith brothers coming for you. So we'll see. All right. Next game, Combs. Chicago going in. Well, not going in. Playing in London versus Oakland. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Oakland. Oh, I'm sorry. No, the Bears are five and a half point favorites. Yeah, I like the spread also. I'm taking Chicago to cover the spread. The Cleo Mack revenge game. It's a shame it's not in Oakland. That, yeah, it's a damn shame yeah, it's not in Oakland. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't like the fact that it you was know, in London. the NFL is good at marketing things. Yeah, and they, 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 they dropped the ball on up. this one. But you know, I, I get what they're doing. It. They want to bring. Eventually, what they're saying they want to bring football to the London. Team to London, yeah. I, it's I, only what cut a, it out. They say it's a four-hour flight. It's not, it's not a far flight, London. I think from the states. <laughs> And you give a team the bye week the next week they go travel overseas to play. So they're trying to make I, it. I guess they're trying to make NFL universe a, a Honestly, global game. There's a couple other games that they could have thrown over there. They didn't have this one. They didn't Facts. have to do that. Exactly. You know the Jaguars gonna be over there soon after that. Of course. Their owner has a lot of London ties and English ties, but um, I got the Bears. I got the Bears. Molly whopping them. <laughs> uh, even with Chase Daniel. I was gonna say no, no. Trubisky. Twenty. No, I'll give him thirty-one. Thirty-one. No, I, I bring that up. 28, uh, <laughs> 28, 28, 10 Bears. Where's that 28 coming from? Um, is that some Cohen to Montgomery or? I think Montgomery finally has a game. Yeah, I think defense gets a pick okay. too. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if I get a Eddie Jackson pick to the crib, a uh, Kyle Fuller pick to the crib possibly. Mm-hmm. Cleo Max going to be on Derek Carr all evening. Or excuse me, all morning. So, uh yeah, I think the Bears defense riles him up. Montgomery, maybe Cohen. I, I like I. I want to say I like Cohen when Chase Daniels is playing. I know Chase Daniels looks for him all the time. Oh yeah, check down. But uh, until Nagy gives me some clear, some clear vision on what's happening back there, I do think. But I do think Montgomery and Cohen have a good game. Allen Robinson probably gets to the end zone. So, yeah, 28 ten for the Bears. One of those slow grind and we'll beat them up games. Yeah. Yeah. Montgomery might get 30 carries. Cohen might get 10. <laughs> One of those games will beat him up. Ground and pound. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's move on to an AFC North matchup. Ravens at the Steelers. Ravens, three and a half point favorites. This is the, the new era Ravens versus Steelers matchup. It is. No Ben, no Flacco. It's probably the first time yeah. in. Yeah. Bro. Oof, maybe 15 years? Many, many years. Yeah. Ben. Yeah. So this is the first time you haven't had one of those nostalgic Ravens or you know Terrell no T Sizzle. True. No uh no T Sizzle, no Ed Reed. No Palomalu, no Alodinata, no any none of those big names that are that are that been around this legendary matchup is in the even the even Levy on the AB fresh fresh right even Levy AB true yeah they they they, they, they were part <laughs> of the fabric of it even Levy AB have been part of the fabric has had magical moments in this series so but in the new era Pittsburgh Ravens matchup I got the Ravens uh, getting off their two game losing streak mm-hmm. beating the Pittsburgh Steelers twenty four fourteen Ravens. Disrespectful. Yeah. Talk not, about that. You know what, Pittsburgh, I'm not sure what Pittsburgh going to do. Are we going to let Mason Rudolph actually throw the ball downfield past 10 yards? I mean, he did. We, we saw last game when he hit uh, yeah. uh, Johnson. Versus the Bengals. I, understandable. Understandable. Not, you know how Mike Tomlin give it up. I can't play him. I saw that game versus uh, – who did he play before the, before the Bengals? Um, oh, what's it called? 
San Fran. Yeah, I saw the game with San Fran. He wasn't throwing the ball five yards. <laughs> they didn't let him throw the ball five yards. So I don't know if they were respected the San Fran defense or didn't care about Cincinnati's defense. But uh, either way, I don't know what Mason Rudolph is going to be airing out the juju tomorrow or Deontay Thompson, I guess, his new weapon now. Connor's a little banged up. Jalen Samuels and the Wildcat and everything. It's just hard to picture what Pittsburgh is going to look like tomorrow. So yeah, I'm it's, going it's, Ravens. It's a toss-up every week because every week it seems mm-hmm. like they're dealing with something new. So. Even the Ravens haven't been that great the last two weeks, but I think Lamar Jackson makes enough plays. Yeah, we kind of know what the Ravens are. They kind of yeah. have an identity, at least mm-hmm. with Lamar Jackson. The Steelers, they're still, literally still trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. But the Steelers' defense has looked good. Yeah, that, since, that's literally been the one bright spot since they've been yep. They one have gotten spot. a lot better. Especially on the back end and in tackling the running back, they've gotten a lot better. Yeah, it's a good one. But uh, so we'll see. Yeah, like I said, twenty four fourteen Ravens. Uh, it's a good, good old slobber knocker still. Still a good slobber knocker. Got a lot of grind them out games. This yeah, week. it's one of those cold. It's getting cold outside. You know it what I'm saying? It is. It's getting a little chilly you see out. The temperature drop this week. You know, it's getting like. a little chilly <laughs> out. You know what I'm saying? I think it'll be a cold, a cold, low scoring slobber knocker weekend in Pittsburgh too. All right, next matchup: Jaguars at the Panthers. Panthers. Three-point favorites. Battle of the backups. We got Minshew Magic, Kyle Allen. Um, I'm going Carolina. Uh, Carolina. 20. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those. Carolina 20s. Yeah, I'm saying Carolina 28. Jacksonville 21. Okay, that's not really grinding about. That's, nice, that's a nice, nice, nice fourth-quarter backup game. I'll be one of those. CMC, like, TMC going to get busy. Um, I want to be no Jalen Ramsey. You know, Bouye's been getting beat, it seems like. True. So, uh, DJ Moore, Samuel. DJ Moore and Samuel, I look like they're going to have a nice game this weekend, possibly. Um, I like CMC a lot. Of course, the best player in football is not a quarterback. Uh, 28-21, Carolina. Not Jacksonville. What you from Jacksonville, yeah. Minshew Magic's been really good. Finding Shark and uh, Didi and Chris Conley and Sean and the whole gang. Leonard Fournette was trampling all over Denver last week. And uh, the reason I lost my fantasy matchups. They have been a competent offense. But without Jalen Ramsey, I just think that they don't have enough to beat the Carolina Panthers, who's Looks a little. I don't want it to look better without Cam, but oh boy, things are happening in Carolina. Things are happening. Is all I'm gonna say. Things are happening. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about. They getting back to the old ways. Talk about that. Ron and Luke. They getting back to the old ways. Ron and Luke. He's back. And run the ball, CMC, ninety times a game. (laughs) Get the ball, CMC. That man gets like fifty touches. He gets ten passes, ten to twelve catches, about twenty carries, and we're gonna play the defense of Ron and Luke. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, that's just, and James, just, I'll, I'll give credit. James Bradbury has come into his own as a solid cornerback. It seems like this season. True, he's playing very well against some top receivers. Julio, we went against D Hop last week. He's playing very well, Bradbury. Okay, next matchup, we got the Texans hosting the Falcons. Houston four point favorites in the crib. Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson. What are we talking about? This could be one of those. WWE <laughs> contract games. I honestly see either coach is getting fired, fired on Monday. Mm. Whoever loses the game. Mm. If, if the coach of Atlanta, uh, uh, names mistake me right now. I don't know why. But um, 
if if he can't get this win and they go to one and four, or one and five, I believe, then I can easily see them canning him Monday afternoon. And uh, Bill O'Brien, the man of many moves right now, <laughs> <laughs> if the owner finally wakes up and Sean Watson gets if they, if they lose again badly, Texans, I can easily see Bill O'Brien. Dan Quinn. Dan right. Quinn, yes, Dan right. Quinn. I can easily uh, Bill O'Brien. Maybe not get his walking papers, but the ice will be very, 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 very thin. thin yeah. After making all those trades for the future, and now you're maybe one in four one also. Four. Mm-hmm. In that division with no Andrew Luck this year? Or one in three, I'm sorry. Maybe one in three with no Andrew Luck in that division. I think that uh, the thinnest ice will be on Bill O'Brien. And yeah, Dan Quinn could easily get fired Monday morning if they lose that game. Because with no Drew Brees, Cam is out, and you got Jameis, either famous Jameis one day, Jameis Winston the next day. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons had no reason to be one and three right now. True. Or one and two right now. And honestly, they should be 0 3 if the Eagles could tackle. <laughs> if the Eagles, or if Aguilar could catch, pick one. If the Eagles could tackle, or if Aguilar could catch, they're 0 3 right now. So, the, so, yes, this is one of those contract games. Both coaches are already on hot seat. It could get real thin Monday morning to the loser. That's all I'm going to say. And Dan Quinn, yeah, it could get really thin really quick. But they got a lot of options, Atlanta. And you're paying uh, Matt Ryan a lot of money. You're paying Julio Jones a lot of money. You're playing some Lyman a lot of money. Um, I think they want to win. You know, they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. So, they look like from a Super Bowl two years back. ago, to out the playoffs last year because of injuries, they want to say, to this year, yeah, one they, in they, three. They want to say. To this year, being one in three, mm-hmm. then I Not think, it. I think the, the hot seat is on Atlanta right now. But to the winner of this game, I have the Houston Texans. Atlanta looked terrible last week for Tennessee, Thanks. so I ain't picking them. <laughs> I ain't telling nobody to put their money on them. At least Texans, the Texans look terrible, but you can see that if the offensive line actually held up for one drive, they do score. Get, yeah, they they yeah. do score when the, when the O-line holds up. They do score. So well, even just a little bit for, for watching. <laughs> a little work. bit. Yeah. So the way Atlanta defense has been playing – Giving up touchdowns to Mariota last week all game. Mariota's looking like fucking Drew Brees versus Atlanta. Like, hey, shit. Yeah, A.J. Brown Corey Davis working. Corey Davis got the field like that in two years. <laughs> Yo, he, A.J. He Brown. Alive. A.J. Brown looked like Des Bryant running down the field. Like, shit. Y'all can't catch anyone in Atlanta. So, I'm going Houston. I'm going Watson and D-Hop bouncing back. Houston, uh, Houston 25, Atlanta 14, two touchdowns. All right, and let's keep it in the NFC South for the last game. We got the Buccaneers and the Saints. Uh, the Saints, three-point favorites at home. I think you got to take Tampa Bay with the spread. Um, I got to put Tampa Bay. I got to put them at 30, I feel like, Tampa Bay. Right now, the at way they're minimum, playing, right? yeah, yeah. at a minimum, they got to be at 30. That offense fire. Besides the famous Jameis game in San Fran, <laughs> <laughs> the Giants game. The Rams game, you got to put them at least 30 pop. So, um, that's where I'm at with the the the, 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 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, versus the Saints, Teddy Bridge. I'm going Buccaneers, man. 30, 35, mm. 24 Buccaneers. Okay. And it might be more than 35 because they score. And if they're yeah. going to throw Lattimore, 
Shit, Ryan Fitzpatrick put 40 on him last season. He did. <laughs> so he definitely did. Bruce Arians dialing up. Bruce, I don't know what y'all talking about. Bruce Arians like, hold on, I can call plays with the new passing rules now? I'm dialing up all game. Bruce dialing him up. He's throwing down go to Evans. He's finding Godwin. But people said that this was what should and would have happened uh, when Jameis got a real coach like Bruce Arians to kind of work yeah. with him. As long as he don't revert back to his famous ways, <laughs> he, he looks fine, Jameis. When he's staying under control, um, not they run down the ball. They get the ball to Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber. Nice little combo split right now. Uh, fine OJ, fine break. But Godwin and Evans look great. Um, I'm not really sure who the 1A, 1B right now, but they're both playing out of their world. And, uh, yeah, I got, I got the back in there, 35, Saints 24. I don't, right. I don't think the Saints can keep up with that that ammo the Buccaneers got. Yeah, that, at least not Teddy Bridge. I don't think Teddy. Yeah, Bridge not Teddy Bridge. Not Teddy Bridge. Yeah, uh, let's keep it NFL and let's uh, let's talk about some teams, some topics, some players, uh, some. You know, actually, let me not even foreshadow like that. Let's just jump into the first one: the Washington Redskins, one of the worst teams in football. Uh, what are they currently sitting at? Owen. Owen four. Owen four. Yes. Owen mm-hmm. four. Bottom of the NFC East. Uh, complete mess. Lost four uh, games to the Eagles, Cowboys, Bears, and Giants, respectively. Uh, this week, they play the Patriots. They are at home, I guess, fortunately for them. Not really really sure that matters. Uh, we saw them sticking uh, Mr. Haskins last week. Going to the Wolves. To your, yeah, to, to, to your chagrin, uh, apparently. So uh, t- talk to me about the Washington Redskins. This is... This is probably the the top. They're definitely in the top five, but maybe the top two or three worst franchises in any sport, <laughs> including international soccer. <laughs> Damn. Yes. The way they the the amount of franchise malpractice they use. I like that. And I like that. and. And the way they run their organization is literally a clown show. It's it's, a, it's how you draft. Well, one, Jake Rudin. Why? If he, don't touch on him too much because we gonna get we gonna talk about him for real. For real. Let's we'll start with Dan Snyder. How about that? There we go. That, Dan like Snyder. That. You run coaches in and out. Shanahan, Jake Rudin, um, and you run them in. You run them out. Uh, Always someone new, and it's never you just. I think it's there's a way to do it the right way. Like, like people say, Jerry Jones is too hands on, but Jerry, I think, has, an has enough good people around him where where maybe Jerry doesn't want to give Dak 40 million, where there's enough ears that Jerry listens to and respects. He's like, All right. I listen to y'all. This I'm gonna I'm I'm keep on this. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna hold on. <laughs> you know I want to give him. He, when he said Zeke, he gave Zeke the ninety. So he did. He I did. couldn't hold on. He couldn't hold on any longer. He couldn't. Zeke. He, he wasn't not having Zeke for game one. <laughs> he wasn't. Not, that wasn't happening. He could But he knew Zach was a good soldier. Like ah, right, we can hold on. But you look at Dan Snyder and how he gets his little grubby hands on things, and you keep Jay Gruden. It's never good to have a coach in the last year of his contract. He's a lame duck coach. The Redskins, you, you can see, you, anyone with eyes can see that the Redskins aren't going to be that good this year. One, your all pro, Hall of Fame, possibly left tackle, Trent Williams, mm-hmm. doesn't want to play, doesn't want to come. 
You guys messed up his medicals last year. You diagnosed him. Um, uh, you misread his diagnosis, diagnosis or whatever, and you hurt him more than you helped him. Colt McCoy broke his leg, tried to get it fixed, had to get more surgery, um, missed all camp all summer and everything, and now he's finally healthy back from a broken leg except for last season, last uh, October, I believe, or November or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and he is starting against the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later. Don't worry yeah. about that. Don't worry about that, Jake Rudin. But then you look at the moves Daniel Snyder does. So no one, you don't, you're not mad at him for. Right, so he wanted Robert Griffin the third. He wanted RG three. We're not mad if he wanted for RG three at all. But bring in people that also want RG three. If Shanahan doesn't want RG three, and you want RG, it's not going to work. <laughs> like. And RG three still an amazing rookie season, one rookie of the year, got to the playoffs. But if Shanahan doesn't want him, and still going to draft Kirk Cousins to back him up in the fourth round, and just going to throw him to the wolves and not neuter, not cater him, not neuter him the same way Philadelphia does Carson Wentz, and make sure that all right, we understand that your legs or your moving around is a great attribute to what you do, but we got to save you from yourself. We got to put. A legit wall of meat around you, and Good these O-line. big, big exactly. beefy old linemen. Kelsey over three hundred pounds. Peters over three hundred pounds. Uh, Andre Dillard is drafting over three hundred pounds. They got some big meatballs in front of them. <laughs> Brandon Brooks over three hundred pounds. They put a whole wall in front of Carson Wentz. All right, Carson, we're gonna make you feel as safe as possible. If you need to move, these are your lanes you can move through and feel comfortable moving through. Mm-hmm. The roster and the Redskins threw RG through to the Wolves. Let him run read options. Literally run for his life. Let him run for his life, <laughs> run read options and stuff. He had a him and Alvin Morris had a hell of a season mm-hmm. in Garcon, but the way that game, the way they was playing that football style, it wasn't going to last. And obviously, he would not have crushed his legs, and then you threw him back out there, and he ultimately tore his ACL and all his knee, broke his kneecap and everything and ruined his career. You know, you think they would learn from that situation. But no. Here we have it all over again with Dwayne Haskins. Daniel Snyder wanted him, local D.C. Maryland kid, uh, went, to the, went to the prep school out there, Dwayne Haskins, Ohio State, and Jake Gruden wanted, they're saying, Daniel Jones. So, what, is, what does Snyder do? He doesn't get rid of Jake Gruden in last year's contract. He keeps him, makes his own pick, jumps over everyone, like, nah, I want Dwayne Haskins. And now Jake Gruden, like, you got a lame duck coach. He doesn't have a star left tackle. He, uh, he doesn't have the quarterback he wants. So what do you think Jake Green's going to do? He's pretty much doing whatever the fuck he wants to do. I'm playing Case Keenum, who looks terrible. <laughs> I mean, he looked good like the first game in like a half. Because the Eagles defense is terrible. That's why he looked good. <laughs> That's why the Eagles defense is terrible. The Eagles D-backs can't tackle. Can't, can't. I don't know what happened to Eagles defense, uh, defensive backs, but they can't cover nobody. Uh, yeah. And Terry McLaurin is a really good player. That's the funny thing about it. In the midst of all this nonsense, they do find they gems. Find it, Terry they McLaurin, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen. They have a really good players on the team. In the midst of Brandon Scherf, of all this nonsense in Washington, they have talent. They find talent still. But until I think – I don't like to call for owners selling a team or getting players – getting owners out of their respective business. But he's one of the him, the Wilpons, and the Mets. They're on a short list of – Don't forget Dolan and the Knicks. Dolan and the Knicks. Those three are on a short list of the, the commissioners need to step in and either you guys are going to turn us around and – Five years or we're finding new buyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. These are old, the old three billion dollar corporations right there that people love. 
the Redskins, no matter what you say about the Redskins and the racism and the logo and everything, people love the Redskins. Yeah, it's a, it's a covered franchise. <laughs> the Cornos, story franchise. It's a story covered franchise. The Mets and the, and the Knicks are the same way. They would have buyers in 24 hours. Facts. It would be sold and bought. It would be sold and bought in 24 hours <laughs> with paperwork being written up. People would be lining up. People don't even have enough money. We're calling their buddies. Let's put seven million, eight, put trying to find money together to get this thing going. But the Redskins and their malpractice of how they're using Haskins and not surrounding him the way the Giants have surrounded Daniel Jones, mm. or even the way Arizona has surrounded Kyle Murray, even though it's not great right now, Arizona and Kyle Murray. But the way they're putting a coach around him that fits him from college and putting the whole same system he used in college and high school with him. You're just watching a lot of bad habits in in Washington, and it's a shame. It's a damn shame. Damn shame. Keep it football. We're gonna talk about a receiver, Mr. Stephon Diggs. Uh, we've seen his. Uh, we've seen him in the news reportedly, not asking for a trade, but making inferences that you know there are truth to rumors, you know things of that nature. So he's not necessarily confirming, but he's also not denying. How are you feeling about Stephon Diggs' situation? Obviously, he's a little frustrated with Kirk Cousins and that system that they're running over in Minnesota. And, you know, with, I feel like with the obsession of that one play versus, uh, what was it, Green Bay, if I'm not mistaken, when he scored that long touchdown, we haven't seen that many flashes, that many highlights, that many big plays from Diggs. I mean, that's also due to an inept offense run by Kirk Cousins. But, uh, you know, talking about Stephon Diggs, I mean, we're going to talk about landing spots few in a, in a, in a bit, but... Tell me about uh, how you're feeling about Stephon Diggs and his uh, how things are working out for him and around him in Minnesota. The Minnesota Vikings was one game for the Super Bowl. They were. Three years ago? Three years ago. And with Case Keenum. Now, they chose to get rid of Case and bring in $90 million. I think, yeah, $90 million guaranteed Kirk Cousins. And the offense, they lost games last year. He didn't win any big games. But the offense wasn't – now, Dalvin Cook was hurt a lot last year also. He was, yeah. But it still was a – It still was moving. It still aired it out it a lot. It still moving. Don't forget, I uh, think Diggs, had a touchdown every damn game. Like. I think Diggs is voicing the concerns of everyone on the team. If we're going to bring in this guy to pay him that much money, how come he can't beat the Bears? How come he can't beat Green Bay? I think they beat the Lions. Or, I'm not sure. The, the Lions this year looked a lot better. But last year, in general, he can't beat Green Bay. He can't beat the Bears. And these are division teams. I mean, they beat the Falcons. They beat the Raiders, as they possibly should have. But, yeah, those those other division games, you got to win those. And that's kind of what they gave you that guaranteed bread for, to do. Exactly. And that's the thing. When you look at the quarterback pay scale, you know, $30 million. Russell's only at 35 You're with Aaron Rodgers at 34 If you're making that much money, you need to make – Someone better, and Kirk Cousins honestly doesn't make anyone better. He doesn't make not one aspect of the team on offense better. <laughs> not not Thielen. We saw Thielen and Diggs eating with Case Keenum. Facts. So I guess he threw the ball at Thielen a little bit. Maybe I think Thielen got better over the years, but I don't think Kirk Cousins has gotten any better. Yeah, he didn't make him. No, you know Kirk, I don't Kirk think did Kirk not Cousins make is making Thielen. I think Thielen has gotten. Much better over the years. Thielen make Kirk Cousins look amazing. Right? Exactly. No, I, 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 that's I actually what it was. I think it's more of that, and. I, I agree. Kirk Cousins should apologize to Thielen. Um, I think he's also on that. I don't know if we're talking about a topic also, but he's on that short list also of quarterbacks we can move on from. Mm. Him, Scam, 
Nick Foles, possibly. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to he, that. He's on that short list also. Those quarterbacks that <laughs> we'll talk about, what they, their time is up soon, I think. But I'm, I agree with Stephon Diggs. If a team is out there that wants him, and tell so you right talk now, about team possibilities. Like I'll tell you right you now, see? Minnesota trades in New England. I'm going to Minnesota to fight somebody. <laughs> I'm fighting the first person I see in the Vikings jersey. <laughs> the first Vikings fan I see in the Vikings jersey, I'm fighting them. If they trade that Dixie to, to the Patriots, that'd be crazy. I'm fighting somebody right now. That's all I'm gonna say. That'd be crazy. He goes. To, he goes to the Patriots. I'm fighting. Somebody. Nah, that can't happen. Why not? That can't happen. I mean, it could happen, but. It can happen. I mean, I seen in one it report they were talking about the Chiefs. They said the Chiefs are possibly well, that'd be fire. Uh, suitors for his uh, his talents. I think there's a lot of suitors out there for his talents. Um, I think people are just waiting to see how serious the Vikings are. But I do think that if the Vikings say the Vikings go two and what are they right now? Two and two. two yeah. And, yeah. Say they go maybe two and four. I think the deadline's week eight. Mm-hmm. And they play the Giants this week, so I mean, the, nah, do you want to pencil in the dub for yeah, that one? Yeah, most likely. Okay. <laughs> Let's say it fully implode. <laughs> but, uh, most likely it'd be a W. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't think they'll be trading Diggs. But if they do, I would assume it'd be a really good team that comes get them. Okay. So or maybe my Jets think about for the future. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. We do need a receiver. Couldn't. And even, even if this itself. year it might be a loss, you know, next season. Diggs, Le'Veon, that's not that bad. That's all I'm going to say. Herndon, Robbie, has Crowder. Play, has Herndon played a game yet or he's still He's, he's still back next week. Okay. They had a bye week. We missed the four-game suspension. He's going to mix an Eagle game. But he's back next week for the, um, for the Patriots, I think. No, the Cowboys. Cowboys. He's back for the Cowboys game. All right. And uh, let's jump into what you were talking about, those uh, potential quarterbacks that we can move on. Uh, this, this particular uh, segment was – catered around us talking about uh, Minshew and Allen and that matchup that uh, is coming up this Sunday. But, you know, just looking at the larger scope of the quarterbacks that they replaced, Cam Newton and Nick Foles, respectively, you know, it's it's a possibility because both of these teams, or both of these quarterbacks are holding down uh, the helm. Uh, Kyle Allen, uh, two and, well, the Carolina Panthers are 2-2. Two and two. Uh, They got two two dubs in the last two games with uh, versus the Cardinals and the Texans. Um, Minshew was out here doing the same with wins versus the Titans and Broncos. So, you know, both of those teams sitting at two and two without their coveted big money quarterbacks. Combs, and you you also who who Kirk who, Cousins, Kirk Cousins. Uh, so you know, I don't take go to. Minnesota. I'm not sure it was back. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying go to the back. I'm saying yeah, but in the it's hard moving on from in the offseason. Yeah. We're bringing a new. We're going a new direction in the offseason, I think. But, uh, I mean, just let's let's start with Carolina. Talk to me about, you know, Kyle Allen and him possibly moving off of Cam. Because we've seen Cam. He's out with a foot injury. Uh, we've seen reports of him possibly coming back. But we've uh, also seen reports saying that it's best that he takes his time. He sits out. He, you know, makes, you know, gets right 100%. Might take the whole season off. Who knows? That's what I'm, I think it's for everyone's interest that the Panthers – do give Kyle Allen a, a full shot here, a, a, a legit shot to run the show. To see what is, to see I think he's earned it. He has. Um, the two wins over Arizona and now the Texans. I think he's earned a shot to at least play until Cam is 100% healthy. Yeah. Not 75. Not even 85. Not 80. Mm-hmm. Cam, until you're fully, fully healthy. Will Allen oh, – no, Kyle Allen. Kyle <laughs> Allen has um, – has uh, has 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 earned the right to play football and quarterback the Panthers. Mm. Um, 
keeps the offense on track. Uh, it isn't this? I think as the as he gets more comfortable throwing the ball, he, he throws a nice ball. Yeah, no, he does. He and definitely does. I'm not sure what type of receivers he did more in Curtis Samuel or in terms of route running and getting open like that, but I do think with CMC, he finds CMC a lot. With CMC and, and if they can incorporate a couple more big shots to Moore and Samuel, I think that the passing game will be fine in Carolina. And the amount of money you're paying Cam Newton, that could go other places. And you could go this route with, 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 uh, with Kyle Allen. Um, I think Cam's making about $30 million. He's a free agent. That's why it's a big big topic because he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Not this summer, next summer next he's a free one, yeah. agent. So if you look at the quarterback pay scale, I'm not paying Cam Newton $30 million. I feel you. I mean, that, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm Carolina, I think I'm, I'm not paying him. Maybe if I'm desperate and I'm like, uh, I don't know, maybe Denver, maybe Denver or somebody. Miami? Miami, <laughs> Miami yeah, They got to draft somebody. Okay. But say say Big Ben retires, whatever, next year, and Cam's out there, you know. Mm. It's underwhelming. It's very underwhelming, yeah. <laughs> like, but, like, and the fact that he's gonna be doesn't a, even move the needle like that anymore. I don't see Cam. I don't see, even if Carolina moved on from Cam, I don't see him going to be a backup somewhere. No, hell no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, like, no, that's not, not, that's not, what I'm saying. Not. So, like, like, let's put some respect on yeah, him. Yeah, like, I think, I think he will be. I think even if he went to Tennessee, maybe. He will be quarterback in somewhere next year if the Carolina Panthers moved on from uh, Nick Foles, um, Gardner Minshew. So let's talk Gardner about Gardner Minshew. Minshew magic is working, and he it he is making good. plays. It has looked good. That play, that highlight, that highlight versus the Denver Broncos. The Denver, last yeah, week, yeah. Where he juked about five people <laughs> in the pocket. That was impressive, and Nick Foles can't do that, <laughs> not at all. He's not that type of guy. Um. And considering you're watching Minshew just now getting first team reps, that's what's what's so impressive. Because they're just getting the first team reps now. They didn't get first team reps all all training camp, camp, all regular, all first week or anything. They just started preparing for the game when Foles got hurt week one. So he's looking a lot better now that now that he's got in rhythm with the game one or the uh, the first stringers. Mm -hmm. Um, Fournette's looking a lot better. Uh, In that division, the Jaguars easily win that division. The way the Texans look, the way the Colts. Are very op- up and down weekly. T.Y. Hilton's in that lineup with injuries, and the Titans are very up and down also. So, if Minshew Magic is has him in first place by the time Nick Foles and his collarbone heal, I'm going Minshew Magic and moving on from Nick Foles. Like I said, he's not a backup quarterback somewhere, but I can find a spot, a home for him. I think. And uh, let's let's a little elaborate a little bit on uh, Mr. Kirk Cousins too. I mean, now he is someone that can go from being a starter to a backup. Ryan Tannehill-ish. Mm, mm, damn. Yikes. I wouldn't be surprised. And now he wouldn't be your he wouldn't be your typical Trevor Simeon backup, Luke Falkish, but say he went to back up a quarterback. Say he went to back up Phil Rivers. Or or Matt okay. Ryan or whatever. That's... It's like someone that you don't I don't love Matt Ryan, but if Matt Ryan's struggling, not playing well, maybe I can bring in Kirk Cousins or whatever for for a year. Before I move on and draft me a quarterback, like I think Kirk Cousins would be utilized. Ryan, very fine. Ryan Fitzpatrickish. Like it's, I think it's I think Kirk Cousins will be. I think he'll become the new Fitzpatrick. Actually, that's, 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 that's very, actually a very good. Comparison. That's a very good comparison. Yeah. Kirk, Kirk Cousins could easily become the new Fitzy. Um, he made a lot of money, of course. Now he'll be a stopgap. Let him go to Denver for a year until the guy they drafted is ready. Let him go to uh, 
let him go to Cincinnati maybe for a year. After they move on from Andy Dalton, he's probably on the list also. Andy Dalton, let him go to Cincinnati for a year until they find their guy. Now, is Andy Dalton on this list because, like, wh- wh- why Why is he on this list? Because, I mean, I want to say it's you know, very... I do think Andy Dalton is actually a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's what, that's I, what I was saying. saying like, you know, I think honestly he's better than... said his name. I think he's, he's, probably, head, he's probably like, better than all of them, actually, Andy Dalton. He's better throwing the football than all of them. Foles, Cam, and and Kirk Cousins. As I'm saying, I, I feel I like he has a raw deal for being being on this. He league. does he has a little raw deal, but and, and, but I understand why. Like moving on from him, like but it, but it's not really on him. It's because of I guess the injuries, the team. I like why why like why is that? And you know, you look at someone like Andy Dalton, and you look at young quarterbacks. You look at Dwayne Haskins and Sam Darnold right now, a, a quarterback who had to fight through so much in Oregon, fighting through so much of the Bengals and Marvin Lewis and the Bengals being so cheap and not like. <laughs> Acquiring, not drafting talented players besides AJ Green are really around them, or not putting them around the great old line all the time. Mm-hmm. They still made the play- playoffs five years straight. They did. Now, granted, they didn't, make, they didn't win a playoff game. Nope. But in that division with the Ravens and the Steelers, they made the playoffs five years straight to the Bengals. Um, I think Andy gets a bad rap because it's just in Cleveland. I mean, it's Cincinnati. That's it. And Marvin Lewis, they didn't win any playoff games. Yeah. But he would be another one, one of those. Uh, Stop that quarterbacks possibly. You're going to see a lot because there's so many just young, talented quarterbacks coming to the league every single year. Even this year coming in, there's probably another four or five quarterbacks that are probably teams are circling like, all right, this could be my next franchise guy. Even Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma. Mm. If he keeps on throwing the ball, he's throwing it. He's going to be a first-round yeah, pick. Facts. Like he, he looks very similar to Lamar Jackson throwing the ball in college. And if you can work Lamar the way he's throwing the ball right now in the NFL, clearly in one year from Jalen from going from Alabama to Oklahoma, and this is the improvement he's made in one year. I can only imagine a two-year improvement under an NFL quarterback guru system, whatever, something like that. So he'll easily be a first-round pick. And that's probably him, uh, Herbert, Tua, Fromm, the kid in Washington, Eason. Um, at least five quarterbacks in the first, maybe six next year. So with uh, Joe Burrow and LSU. So uh, it's, it's, it's going to be – the quarterback game will be very crowded, I'll say, in a few, in a few seasons. But yeah, these guys would be next stop guy. I do. I think Andy Dalton, if he left Cleveland, Cincinnati, and the new coach wanted to find his guy, he could go somewhere and be a starter. Andy Dalton. All right, Combs. Appreciate you. We're gonna stop it right there. We're gonna take a quick timeout. We're gonna be back. PTV segment. If she raise you, I don't want her plate. No, I ain't even take her food. No thanks. Baby bougie, he be turning down no kind of hoes. He took my bitch in Nike. I'm rocking designer clothes. I told her sorry, I'm not fucking, baby. I'm not a hoe. That bitch is knocking at my door like they was dominoes. They gon' say I went pop, huh? Until a nigga play with me and he get pop. Yeah, I'm on front row at BT without my Glock, huh? I'm ready to beat a nigga up like I'm the rock. Let's go. We're here to bring you the past their prime segment. Episode 505, Combs, who we nominating? Today's nomination, we're going right back to D.C. Right back on the turnpike. Good on the I-5. Get over here, Jay Gruden. Mm. Um, you're probably a couple years too late for PTP, actually. You should have been PTP. Think so? I think so. Yeah? Yeah, it's been a mess down there in D.C. Um... Honestly, you can throw the whole Redskins nation in, in, in past their prime. But what's up with Jay yeah. Gruden? Well, he is the the CEO of the whole the whole thing. He's the man running the show. Um, he said a career record of thirty five and forty nine and one and one. Yep. Uh, quarterbacks, I think, was RG three, 
Broken Years. Um, <laughs> Broken Years. Kirk Cousins. Uh, Case Keenum. Colt McCoy. And and the quarter he threw out Dwayne Haskins. The two quarter he threw Dwayne Haskins out there. The two quarters. Um, you know, it just hasn't been enough with Jay Gruden. It hasn't even been mediocre, I feel like. You look at the division around you. You see Peterson came in three years, won a championship, the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Garrett, say what you want about Jason Garrett. The Cowboys are respectable every single year. They're either over, either they're at 500. Or either, slightly below it. Or slightly below or, it. Or way or above way it. Above it <laughs> especially when they had Romo healthy. Facts. He's always above when Romo's healthy. He's always top of the division with Dez and Romo, DeMarco Murray, uh, DeMarcus Ware. They're usually a 11-5-ish, 10-6, 12-4 mm-hmm. range. It's going to win the playoff games. Um, you look at the G-Men. Before the last few years, of course, but Coughlin had them respectable for quite a while. Um, they slipped a little bit with uh, these coaches. Uh, I forget the guys that they fired before. But um, they seem to be back on track now with Shermer and Gettleman and whatever. And they're down Jones' experiment. We'll see what happens there. But you look at Jay Gruden and the Redskins, it's just not enough to compete in that division, I feel like. You know? He he knows his offense. He's I think he's, I think he'll be a good coordinator. Andy Dolan's best season. He got the job from Andy Dolan's best season in the NFL. Came under him. And that's how he got the Redskins job. Mm-hmm. So I think he still can go somewhere and be a fine offensive coordinator. But he I think he is uh needs to go away from the game right now. He reminds he me of go away from yeah. the game. Damn, like he reminds what? me of Adam Gates. I, and I, and honestly, that's not good. That's it not was good. crazy how Adam Gates got the Jets job a week, a minute, a couple minutes later. Minutes. But you know the offensive, these cocky, stubborn offensive coordinator guys. They think their offense is greater than Holy Foul. <laughs> they, they need to step back from the game a little bit and reevaluate themselves, then come back to the game. And that's what Jay Gruden needs to do, I think. Um, he stinks. What you're seeing right now in Washington is a mess. He He's mediocre. And him. Between him not being able to communicate with players properly, Trent Williams debacle, sitting um, AP first week, AP debacle, uh, whatever happens with Josh Norman every week it seems like, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Dwayne Haskins mess right now, yeah, that that was foolish. Uh, the Kirk Cousins mess before, did you want Kirk Cousins? Well, do you not want Kirk Cousins? They're gonna pay him. They're gonna pay him. I mean, we'll franchise tag him. And when he finally decided that he wanted him, it was just like, well, we gave him sixty million dollars already. Yeah, we like, franchise tagged him twice. <laughs> you let him play four years under his contract and franchise tag him twice. You can oh, come in and draft a quarterback all the whole time. Like you didn't draft not one quarterback the whole time. You had Kirk Cousins. So I don't understand what you're telling me. You're saying, you're, you're saying you don't want Kirk Cousins, but you're also not drafting a quarterback to groom and get ready to play when you don't want Kirk Cousins no more after the season. So it's been a whole full mess. You love Colt McCoy for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> you love like, Colt McCoy was in a walking boot last week, and now he's starting the game. So get him out there. So it's it's just a damn shame what's what you're doing to the kid, doing young Dwayne Haskins, and now you just and he's not the only kid on the team. You got Haskins, Geis. I know he's been injured, but yeah, he's that, still that, a young that, player. That's very unfortunate. You guys. still have young, scary Terry McLaurin, Jordan yeah, Reed. Terrible. Jordan Reed, we know his injuries and everything, but. There's a lot of young players on defense around Payne, Jonathan Allen, a bunch of young Bama boys over there. Um, this has been a one complete mess. And honestly, the Redskins are one of those teams where that if you brought in, or honestly, they kept 
Kyle Shanahan, maybe. Sean McVay, who was there. Matt LaFleur. All thriving coaches right now in the league. And the, all the, coordinators. The, the 49ers, 3-0. Mm-hmm. The Packers, 3-1. and And the Rams are now 2-2. Two 2-2. And two. Two and two. But they was 2-0 and at one point in the season. And this came from the Super Bowl last year. So... It's it's real funny how all the underlings who Jay Gruden let get away it seems like have gone on to prosper and do big things in the NFL, whereas Jay Gruden is still just muddling. And one would one would think that those talented guys around Jay Gruden maybe they made Jay Gruden better than what he actually was. One could think that we see how Sean McVay, we see Sean McVay's personality and how he's full of a lot of energy on the Rams, and we see Jay Gruden who's the complete opposite. <laughs> so he's literally just plotting up the like sideline, like so, lifeless. Like one would assume that during the practices, when they were working there, Sean McVay was running around the sideline doing a lot of things, and Jay Gruden probably who knows what the fuck? Who knows what Jay Gruden's doing? Not even engaging his players. Who knows what he's doing? Because right now you're seeing without those talented coaches around Jay Gruden, it's a mess. Fact. It's been a complete mess. And it's complete. funny when I was talking to E, like the one thing he said regarding Jay Gruden is like, yeah, why none of his teams ever had an identity, like. Teams never had any type of identity because he doesn't have any type he of identity. Have identity. Like, he, like you said, he's been a you know solid, like decent offensive coordinator throughout his career. Mm-hmm. But he had some solid years in the Bengals, Marvin Lewis. Yep. Solid, what was it like three, four years on the Marv? Mm-hmm. Had Dolan playing great. They got in the playoffs a lot. Uh, no, no, yeah, well, well, he, well, when he was with the Bengals, he, well, Jay Gruden only has one playoff appearance. I, I just want to say that. Okay, yeah, that's. I just didn't want you to tie that with like the Bengals' success oh. with him. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I just, yeah, I just wanted the, I just wanted the people to differentiate because mm-hmm. Jay Gruden only has one playoff. Uh, I was, yeah, one playoff appearance, and yep. he lost it. <laughs> so okay. yeah, he's he's trash. It's, it's just time, Jay Gruden, in a, in a division full of big or he's boys. Mediocre at best, I should say. In a division full of big boys and the in big markets, and the Redskins coaching job should be one of the top jobs in the, in the, in the market. In the they business, go put that on Indeed. They could easily go find. They can go to Oklahoma right now and get Lincoln Riley. Cut the check. Cut the check. That's really what it is, Dan yeah. Snyder. And that's one thing I'll say about Dan Snyder. And all the hate I'm giving him, he'll cut the check. He's made a lot of rich black men. I'll say, I'll say that much. We can say that much, Dan Snyder. You have made a lot of families rich. A lot of black, young black rich fam- families, you made a lot of them rich. I'll give him that. So he cuts the check. He cuts the wrong check, but he cuts the check. <laughs> but uh, it's time for him to cut the right check. Go get Lincoln Riley. Um, go get the Chiefs coordinator, whoever that is, because that seems to be the a cheat code. Also, no, whatever it is, it's, it's I mean, the only team that's new that is Jets. You know, we're the only team that's no. We're not gonna get the. We're not gonna get Frank Reich or Doug Peterson or Matt Nagy. You know, we're not, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna go get uh, Adam Gase, the guy who's got fired from the team. <laughs> beat, the team we beat twice a year. We're gonna get that guy who's got fired from Dolphins. We're not. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna follow the the scheme. No. So that seems to be a cheat code. Follow that. Whoever the Chiefs coordinator is right now, go get them. Um, you see, the Bears are happy, the Eagles are happy, the Chiefs and the Colts are happy. I want to be happy too. <laughs> so that seems to be the game plan. Uh, get rid of Gruden. Maybe you have another coordinator on on staff already. We don't know about. That's a genius. <laughs> that, can, that, can be, that can easily be happening right now. They could be a genius on this court. On, I've the coordinator could be a genius, but old plotting Jay Gruden could be holding them back. So we'll see. We'll see. But uh, Jay Gruden. Time for you to get fired, PTP, out the league for a season or two. Then you can come back with an offensive coordinator job. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody would oh, yeah. rightfully have him on their staff. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Like, he is, he, like he, he is an offensive mind yep. to, oh, to, yeah. to a degree. So, mm-hmm. 
But you have to just focus on quarterbacks. I think he'd be fine with that. Yeah. Focus on quarterbacks and offensive game planning and everything like that. Yeah, he got to forget. Don't worry about defense, Jay. Facts. Don't even look at defense. Don't even make eye my defense. <laughs> yeah, but Jay Goody, you can certainly hold this L. Uh, Combs, solid episode, brother man. This is how we Sorry. wrap it up. Uh, catch this episode up on the website, www.pastthatprime5.com. Keep checking us out. Keep engaging with us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at pastthatprime5. For Combs, for Clooney, for E-Money, for Slime, Johnny Dubs, PTP, baby. Is she ready to sweep a nigga up because he hot? Mm-mm. She ready to eat a nigga up until he lock? Mm. She hit the brakes and speed it up like she a cop. Mm. Now she got her hands behind her head like I'm a cop. Huh? I told her, fuck the police. Yeah.